You're listening to the David Bumble Networking Podcast. Very good day interviewing a lot of Cisco engineers. We discuss all things networking, CCNA, CCNP, CCIE, Python, automation, the books, the exams, the future, your career. Another long day at Cisco Live. We talk to the authors, the experts, the leaders, and people like you and me. David Bumble coming to you from Oxford in the United Kingdom. Now, here's your host, David Bumble. Hey everyone, it's David Bumble talking to Hank Preston again. Last time Hank taught us a bunch of stuff about CSV files. Hank, hopefully we're going to continue that conversation, but before we get there, it's good to talk to you. Absolutely, David, and we're we're certainly going to continue the conversation and kind of show how we can put some of that knowledge to use, gathering information about our network and building like CSV reports from from live info is kind of the plan for today. I mean, that's great. I mean, last time you showed us like how do you you know, extract information from a CSV file, how to write to it. And, you know, it, it'll be really nice to see how do you do that practically by connecting to a router or something. Is that is that kind of what you've planned to do? It is. It is. Absolutely. We're going to kind of use a use a real network and, and go right through. So we can we can kind of dive right in unless you've got anything else you want to cover. No, before go we for it. In. Excellent. All right, so I, what we've got here up on my screen is kind of the, the typical type of a setup for a network automation engineer. I've got my terminal set up, and I'm going to go ahead. We're going to be working in Python, and I'm going to start right from kind of the creation of that virtual environment for today's demo to just show everybody kind of what, what goes into all these bits that are there. And so um, we are kind of in the modern age, so we're going to be talking Python 3. And so if I look here, I've got Python 3. And I've got Python 3.6 is the version that I've got installed on my workstation um, here. So I'm going to create a virtual environment for Python 3 um, because, and we've talked about this before, virtual environments are a great way when you're working on network automation projects to kind of put all of the, the requirements for that project together um, and, and keep them isolated so that you can package them up and have other people work on them. And so there's different ways to create Python virtual environments. Um, the way I usually do it is just kind of use the Python 3-M for module. And VNV is how you create a virtual environment. And I'm going to call it, in this case, we'll just call it VENV. Right? That's fairly standard as it goes through. And that creates the folder structure and everything that will be the, the Python virtual environment. Um, as a reminder for folks maybe still new to some of these bits, what that actually did is created this folder called VENV that has everything about Python in it. But I need to activate the virtual environment to use it. And you do that on a Linux or a Mac machine with source and then VENV bin activate. There's a similar command on Mac to do it, but the folder structure is a bit different. It's scripts instead of bin. And the key change we have here is out in the front of my prompt, I've got this now in parentheses VENV that shows I'm in my virtual environment. Uh, makes sense? Any questions, David? Yeah, you said, um, I think you made a mistake. You said on your on a Mac it would be different. I'm assuming you mean Windows, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if I, if I said Mac. Yeah, Windows machines, Macs. Macs use the same command structure as you would see on a... Um, on a Linux machine, but Windows machines are slightly different. The, it's VENV slash scripts. And then if you're in a like a bash shell, like git bash, it's activate. Um, if you're in like a PowerShell or Windows command prompt, I think it's like activate.bat, but it's the same general idea. Yeah, we covered this in quite a bit of detail in a previous video, so I'll mm -hmm. link that below. And um, yeah. we've also had a discussion about if you're a network person, you should learn Linux. So mm -hmm. this is another reason. Yep, definitely bits and pieces of it. Now, the, the key part of getting the virtual environment active is if I do which Python now, we'll see that the version of Python is actually coming out of this VENV bin directory. And I'm currently in this network info, NetDevOps demos folder. And so that's where, where we're at. And so now everything I do with Python is going to be kind of contained inside of there. Now, when you're working on a, a new project, you have to install any of the, the Python libraries and modules you might need, and you do those with pip. Now, oftentimes, if you're grabbing a project from somebody, they may have packaged up a requirements file. In this case, I'm kind of live coding, so I don't have a requirements file, so we'll just install them. Um, like most of our projects or most of the stuff I do, I often, the network I'm using is viral, and I use the viral utils package to, um, to manipulate that. So I'm gonna do pip install viral utils and so viral utils will give me the command line bits necessary to interface with my network simulation that's already running did a bit of prep before we go but this will let me kind of work with it and see what's there all right so viral utils is there so now if i do viral nodes 
we'll see that I have a large viral uh, topology going through made up of several different types of devices. I've got some Nexus devices. I've got some iOS uh, L2 devices. I've, if I scroll up, we see I've got a couple of CSRs in here. It's kind of a, a fairly large topology. And the idea here is this is representing my actual network. And I want to gather some info and start kind of pu putting together some reports and CSV files based on what I have in that network. Make sense? Yeah, I just wanted to say we spoke about viral utils uh, on another call as well. <laughs> so if anyone's interested in, you know, viral utils, have a look at the video that I've linked below. Um, Hank, just for the quick summary, basically you connecting from your Mac across the internet to a DevNet sandbox. Is that right? Exactly. And it's the same sandbox we've used in lots of videos. I think today we're actually going to see several topics we've talked about kind of come together yeah. um, and kind of see how these bits go together. But essentially, it's a viral lab running somewhere in DevNet and you connecting from your computer to that rather than using a GUI, using APIs to connect to those devices using viral utils. Is that about yep. right? Exactly. Yep. I'm, it, it's, yeah. So there's a viral server similar to, to any viral server folks might have used. But rather than the GUI, I'm, I'm going kind of all in on the network automation developer uh, use cases and, and using the command line tools and the APIs that are available. Exactly. Great. Right. Awesome. Um, so I've got this up, up in uh, uh, my network is up and running. And so in a very recent video, we actually talked about Genie and how we can use the Genie CLI to kind of learn about our network really easily. And so I'm going to use that same set of tools for today's report um, and use the Genie capabilities to quickly grab information about my network. And so to use that, I need to install it. And so pip install Genie. We'll let, go ahead and install this into my virtual environment along with the, the other bits that are needed. And so I'll be using this. Now, while this is installing, there's lots of different tools you can use to connect to network devices um, and gather information. We've talked about NetMiko and Paramiko and different pieces that are there. And so the demo we're gonna walk through today, I'm gonna use Genie um, because I actually think it makes um, a lot of these bits easier because of some of the capabilities it offers. Remember that magic we talked about in that last yeah. Genie video. Yeah. And so hopefully my, my goal here is to show kind of how we can take all of that magic and really quickly start gathering some, some good information about our network. The big difference today is gonna to be rather than using the Genie CLI, which is will be available to me, I'm gonna write some Python scripts because I wanna combine the Genie information with that CSV knowledge we talked about in the last video. It's really nice to see you know, all these different components or pieces that we've spoken about you know, over a long time coming together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We'll kill a little bit of time here while, uh, while this all goes installs. I debated about having them having it all prepped before, but I think it's kind of good to show the full flow and, and all the tools that we're using kind of being installed as we go through here, so. Yeah, I think so, Hank. I mean, it's nice for everyone to see, you know, exactly how you get from nowhere to, you know, getting it all set up. And I mean, just let us know if, if you've got feedback, those of you who are watching, if you prefer us to, you know, get it prepped um, let us know. But my feeling is most people prefer it to be, you know, set up from the beginning, as in like mm -hmm. you have to show us wh wh what to do so they can replicate it. Yep, absolutely. All right, so the install is finished. Now, in order to use Genie, um, it's, it's similar to a lot of the different um, network automation tools that are there. It needs some sort of inventory file so that we know what our network is to connect to. And so we had, it's running in viral. And so what I've done is I've created a testbed file that represents that network. And so I've, I've opened it up here in my, my IDE. The testbed file for Genie is a YAML formatted file. So if it, people have played around with uh, Ansible before, and most network engineers have at least toyed with it, you may, you've probably run across YAML before. And so this is the, the testbed file that represents that network that we looked at inside of Viral. So we can see a, the name of the testbed is demo, the credentials for my environment are all here. It's a Viral environment and Viral defaults everything to just Cisco for usernames and passwords because it's a lab. Um, so we can see all those listed here. And then down here underneath the devices, I have entries for each one of the devices that are inside of the environment. So we can see that I've got an ad, something called admin vSwitch um, it's an iOS device, what its type is. We can see the connection information, um, how we can telnet into each one of these devices. And that's the key bits for the um, testbed file, which is what we call the inventory file for Genie, are these connection bits, is we need to know how to connect to a device. And so I've labeled here, we're gonna connect to the console ports here using telnet. We're gonna telnet to this IP address, 
and this particular switch happens to be on port 17004. And so we're telnetting to the viral server because the viral server exposes all of the console ports for each one of the network devices kind of on an individual TCP port through telnet. And so if I scroll down, we'll see the second device here, same IP address, just a different port is where this one happens to be running out there. Make sense? Yeah, and I mean, we're gonna get this question, so let's hit it you know, right away. SSH mm -hmm. rather than telnet, that's possible, is it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So the, the protocol here could be SSH instead. It's just with the um, with the viral network it's in the, it, that we're using, I'm connecting to the console ports, and so those are being exposed through kind of telnetting into kind of the, the terminal break or the console breakout that viral offers. Yeah. Um, if I were to go in here and say, okay, if we do viral nodes, and I'll just grab one of these guys. So we'll say DMZ router 02. So, so this is the one we're gonna look for in the list. It is right here. So we can see DMZ router 02 has, um, it says telnet, but SSH is also enabled. So if I grab this IP address, I could come over here under connections and say, um, we'll go in and I'll actually add a new connection option because you can do that. And I'll say SSH and we'll say protocol is SSH. IP is the IP address that's there. And um, I don't have to give it the port if the port's the default one. So I don't have to put those in. So now I would connect, when I go to connect, I have an option on this device to connect via SSH or via console. Um, if the testbed file has more than one way to connect, you do have to explicitly tell it which one you want to use. And so if I wanted to only use SSH, I could just delete the console one and then it would go through there. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's great. Perfect. All right. Um, just we know we're going to get that question, Hank. No, no, it's a great one. And in a live network, you probably wouldn't connect through console ports, right? You would connect yeah. through an SSH port to it. It's just kind of the, the way that the network simulations in the background. Yeah, it's here. a lab. Yeah. All right. So we've got the testbed file. The viral utils actually makes it easy to generate a testbed file with viral generate. And then we can see if I do dash dash help. We'll see in here I've got the PyATS, which would generate a testbed file that looks like that. Um, for the entire environment. So I've, I've done that in advance to save us a bit of time and did some cleanup on it. All right, so we've got that ready to go. Now for our bits, we could write a script and execute it, but like we did last time, I'm gonna do a little bit inside of interactive Python. And so I'm gonna install pip install ipython, which is just that nice interactive Python um, viewer that I like to use. I could have just typed Python and gone with the native one, but the, uh, the ipython one's a bit cleaner, so that's the one I wanna use. Yeah, it's really nice. All right, so now I should have everything I need to go ahead and run through this. So I'm gonna go ahead and do ipython to open up, oops, gotta spell it right though. Open up my Python interpreter. And now I'm inside. And so the first thing I wanna do is I'm gonna be using genie to connect in. So I need to import that into my Python. So import genie.com, or oh, it's from, from genie.conf import Genie. So this is kind of the, the top level Genie object to go in. And then I need to create a testbed object using Genie based on that testbed file that's there. So we're going to call it testbed equals Genie. And we're going to initialize with the init function. And then I just give it the name of the testbed file, which is just test testbed.yaml. Oops. And I've got a piece. Oh, and you got to put the quote. I missed the quote at the end of the piece up here. You can see I started the quote, but never ended it live coding all right that's great to see <clears throat> so now i have a testbed file so if i do testbed you'll see that it's a testbed object and if i do testbed dot devices we'll see i get what's called a topology dictionary so it's like a python dictionary and inside of here you'll see each one of my devices so admin v switch dmz rtr so all of the devices are, are now available to me inside of that testbed object so now just hold on, Hank, for two commands, you managed to get all the devices that are in the network. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm on, what, what did we do? We, we did from uh, genie.conf import genie. We did testbed genie init, and then we're just looking. So right now I've got a testbed object. Um, I haven't connected any devices, but I now have access to all those bits. Yeah, super quick and easy. Um, I really do enjoy using genie in my coding. It makes things super simple. So with those done, so now I want to do, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to play around. Um, we're going to start out by playing with this internet router device that's out there. Now I could do testbed devices and then internet, there we go, router. And you can see that I've now just this device that's here. To save myself a little bit of typing, I'm just going to create a new variable called internet 
uh, internet underscore router. I have to replace the dash with an underscore because the dash is a minus sign in Python, so you can't use that in a variable name. So just do dash or underscore. And so now I have, I've just made, give myself less typing to do. So I can just now do internet RTR and I've got that device. I could do similar things. Let's say I wanted to have a shortcut for a different device. So I could do DMZ um, RTR, we'll say 02-1 uh, equals testbed.devices and then DMZ RTR 02-1. Oh, but apparently I gave it a wrong router name. What is it? RTR. Got the hyphen off to the RTR, I think. Yeah, extra dash. There we go. So DMZ RTR 02. So now I've got two. So these are just kind of like shortcut variables that to make it less typing to go through as we're doing the coding. But the first thing I want to do is on my internet uh, internet router, I need to connect to it, right? We have to connect to it before we can send commands. And this connect function is what's going to go ahead inside of the testbed file. And if I go find it here in the list, right? Where is it? Internet router. It's somewhere over here. Here it is. So it's going to connect using this console connection. And so I'm just going to send the connect function. And you'll see here, it's actually using the, the magic under the hood to connect out to the device and kind of log in. And if I scroll up here to what was outputted, we actually see inside of our output all of the stuff that the that Genie did. So it went ahead and it said, okay, it's going to go ahead and run this telnet command based on the stuff that was in there. It then goes ahead and logs in if it needs to. And then we can see it just does a little bit of setup here. So it sets term length to zero, it says term width to zero. And this is so as um, Genie sends commands to the device, it gets kind of gets everything back in one blob. And when we disconnect from the router, all of those bits will get undone from the device. And so it'll get returned back to normal. But now if I go into internet router dot connected, we'll see that I am indeed connected. So it's opened up a connection to the device and now I can do things with it. And so let's say I wanted to get a list of interfaces. I could say interfaces equal internet router dot parse. We want to, we're going to give it a command that we want it to parse and we'll just say show interfaces. And so this will send the show interfaces command off to the device and we can see the output that's right here. Now we've, you've probably done that before. You've sent a show interfaces command, maybe using that Miko. What's different here is once it parsed it, I now, if I look at interfaces, I have a, a JSON object. I don't have the string output. I actually have all of the information about these interfaces as a JSON body. I'm scrolling up to try to find the top of it here. And so we can see here, it looks like JSON, but it's actually a Python dictionary, right? So I've got gigabit ethernet one as a key, and then all the details about gigabit ethernet one. And so now again, uh, the, the actual coding commands I've typed in are about four so far. I've gone ahead and I now have a Python dictionary. And if I do type of interfaces, you'll see indeed it's a Python dictionary that represents my interfaces. So if I do interfaces and say gigabit ethernet one, I've got everything about the gigabit ethernet one. It's actually more, more than fits on one screen. I'll scroll back up and we'll see all the, the bits of details that are there. We can see the IP addresses there is another key. So I could do gigabit ethernet one and then IPv4, I think is what it was called. IPv4, and we can see right here, it's gone ahead and kind of printed out the IPv4 information. So really easy to get detail. Um, if people are wondering what's all this that's here, this is actually OpenConnect's VPN client reconnecting and reestablishing, doing kind of the, the keep alives in the background to my VPN connection to the sandbox. And so that's just, I started the VPN from the same terminal. So when it reconnects, it just kind of dumps it back out here. So that has nothing to do with the actual Genie or Python. It's just my VPN client maintaining connection in the background. Cool. Questions so far, David? No, I just think it's great to see Genie in action inside Python. Um, mm -hmm. You're making it look so easy, Hank. And I mean, <laughs> well, the software has made it easy, hasn't it? Absolutely, right. And, and again, very few commands to go ahead and kind of get all this information. We've seen interfaces. What Maybe there was something else we wanted to do, um, the version information. So we can say version equals internet, oops, internet router, and then we'll say dot parse and we'll give it the good old show version command. And it goes ahead and runs through that. And so now if I look at version, 
we can see I get a nice little Python dictionary object that gives me all the information. So under version, I can get the version short information, find out what platform it is, the version information, the image ID, all of the details that are there. And what Genie does under the hood, remember the magic of Genie is it ran the show version command, which outputted all of this detail here. I'm just scrolling up so we can see it. Like here's the output from show version. The magic, what that, why we say parse, is because Genie looks at all of this output and then takes everything that's in there and turns it into this output here, this uh, Python dictionary, so that we don't have to go digging through that text. If I want to know the uptime, I can just say version, and it looks like it's actually in another key called version. And then I can say uptime. And I can get right back to one day, 23 hours, and 31 minutes. Very easy to kind of get that information that's there. Cool. All right. So we've got our info. Um, the next step we want to do is let's say we, uh, we're back to what we started out with, right? I want to take some of this information and I want to generate some reports that are out there. And we'll use our good old CSV, right? We Everything kind of lives and dies by spreadsheets, it seems like. I don't know if they'll ever go away in, in, in anything in IT. Got it. And so... We used our import CSV last week or last video to um, read in CSV files. Now, I didn't have to do a pip install CSV because it's built into Python. So just import CSV. And so I want to create a file um, that contains the inter uh, all the MAC addresses. So I've got all of we've seen all the details that we've pulled out. But to, for this first demonstration, we're going to say, you know, what? I just want to make create a, um, a CSV file of all the interfaces for my device and then the MAC addresses that are there. And so I'm going to say, uh, we're going to call it interface. Oops. Ooh, I can't spell it all today. Interface file. And we'll say we're going to call it um, uh, interfaces.csv. So again, that's just a string. And so what I want to do is I'm going to create um, the CSV file. Now, last week or last video when we did it, we kind of just read them in and we dealt with them kind of by indexes from columns. We didn't have like a header field in the CSV. But let's make it a little bit nicer this time. So I want to create fields inside of the CSV file, not just the data that's there. So I'm going to create a list here called report fields. I think it's I before E fields equals. And then I'm going to say I'm going to give it the interface name. And then after that, we're going to call it, we're going to say the Mac address. So I'm going to, I've now created a list for that. And I need that because I'm going to use um, uh, an element of the CSV object called the dict writer. So D-I-C-T-W-R-I-T-E-R. -E so we were reading and writing before, and now we're gonna do it based on kind of dictionary objects to make it um, more useful as it goes in. Now this next bit that's here, um, it's gonna be a bit of uh, code that goes through, because remember we're gonna use that handy with block that handles the opening and closing of files for me. So I'm gonna say with open, and we'll say interface file, and then I need to open it as a, in a write mode so that we can actually add data to it. And I'll say as F. And so this is, we're going to open up the file to write to it. And then I need to create a new writer object, which is a CSV.dictWriter. Last video, we just did a regular writer. This time we're going to say dictWriter because we want to create uh, headings and all these other pieces that are there. The first thing I have to pass to dictWriter is the file that I'm going to use. And so that's that F variable from our open command. And then I have to give it the list of fields that will be inside of this, this dictionary, this kind of the heading fields for the piece. And so we'll do that with report fields. So now I've got my writer object. The first thing we need to do is write the header row that's in there. And so we'll say writer dot write header. Okay. And so that takes the report fields and kind of puts that first line in the CSV file that's going to have kind of the headings that are there. Now what I want to do is I want to actually add an entry into this CSV file for every interface that we grabbed out of the router that was there. And so we'll use our the common for loop, right? So we'll do for interface, oops, interface in interfaces. Okay. So this is going to say for every interface that's in that interfaces um, uh, list that we had before. Now I actually want to get access to the interface name as well as some of the details that are there. And there are different ways to do that inside of loops. My favorite way to do it is actually to break out um, dictionaries into the, the details. So the interface, that's going to be the key when the key is the interface name. And then I also need the details. And we do this by using off of dictionaries, there's a, a function called items. 
And when you grab the items function off of a dictionary, what it does is it returns first the key and then the values from the key, and then it will populate them. And so this type of a loop will now give me two variables. This will represent the interface name, and this will represent kind of the, the dictionary of details about that interface and kind of one place that goes through. A little bit, uh, it's not a super advanced um, loop topic, but if you're doing anything with dictionaries, this type of a mechanism for working with the keys and the values can be really handy. I'm gonna pause for a second, make sure that makes sense. Any clarifying questions, David, or other points to make? No, that's great. I, th I think that's good. I mean, just so that everyone knows, I've created um, some courses on basic Python. There's a lot of free stuff out there. So if you need to learn a bit more about dictionaries, have a look at that. And Hank, you've also got the um, free course on DevNet as well that mm -hmm. covers some of this, yeah? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. There's a bit of a kind of a basic Python knowledge um, kind of assumed for some of this, though we're trying yeah. to clarify it as we go. Yeah. All right, so now I'm in this loop. And so for every interface, what I wanna do is actually write a row. And so writer.writeRow. And now I need to provide it the details about the row. And now these details, each one of the, um, we, we're gonna pr provide it a dictionary that represents the row based on those these these fields that are up there. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna hitting enter here just to make this more um, readable as we go through. So I'm gonna say the first bit that we're gonna give it as inside this dictionary is the interface name. All right, so interface, and this piece here, right, this has to link back to the field names that we're using so that it knows how to kind of correlate all of this data that's together. And so interface, and then the value of interface is just the interface name. And so again, that's coming from here. So remember the for interface, this is the name of the interface. And so I'm just going to kind of use that value inside of the CSV file for the interface column as it goes in. And then the next bit of information is I'm just gonna hit enter again to make this easier to read. And then the Mac address. All right. And then to get the Mac address, this is gonna be part of the details variable. Remember, this is why I grabbed details out to make it super easy to get to them. So the details of the interface. And then I need to know the key that Genie uses for the Mac address. And so if I, um, I know what it is, but I'll scroll up so that we can see it. So if I scroll back up to where we had the output from one of these interfaces, let me go find it, it's up here. Here, we're getting into it now. All right, there's one. All right. So here is interfaces, gigabit ethernet one. So this is what we're looping over. And we can see that this block of information here is what is the detail. So this dictionary that kind of starts here. And we can see right here, there is a key called Mac underscore address, all lowercase letters. And so this is the key that I wanna to use to get access to the MAC address value that's there. And so what I'll do is if I scroll back down to where we kind of left off or where we're currently in Python, doo -doo -doo -doo. there we go. So now I'm back down here to the bottom. And so what I need to give it is the, that key of MAC underscore address. And then we end the piece that's there. And then a final closing um, curly braced because again, we're closing this off. And then we need to close off the actual right row function with a parenthesis. And this is one of the reasons I like IPython is every time I put those in, it kind of shows where we are that's in there. And so now this completes the piece that goes through. So before I execute it, let's talk through it again. So we're gonna open up the interface file and we're gonna open it in write mode. And we're gonna store that kind of reference to that file as this variable F. I'm then gonna create a new dictionary writer object called writer, so CSV dict writer. We're gonna connect it to that open file and we're gonna pass in the fields that we're going to use using this list of fields that we created above. Then we write our header row so that the top of the CSV file has the headers. And then I say for every interface that I pulled out of my device, I wanna go ahead and say, okay, give me the interface and then give me all the details about the interface. I'm gonna write a row. The first column, the interface is gonna be the interface and then the MAC address is the MAC address. Now we could have as many columns inside of the row as we wanted. There's just only so much typing I wanted to do in this first demo as it goes in. So before I hit enter and we let this run, questions, thoughts, comments, David? No, it's just, you make it look easy, Hank. I mean, we are 25 <laughs> lines now and that's with all the explanations. So you've, yeah. you haven't typed a lot of commands to get to this point. Nope, it hasn't been. Like I said, it's it's really pretty straightforward. And, and we'll we'll actually bring up and we'll write the whole script that does this. So we can That'd actually great, see yeah. what it is in its entirety to it. Hopefully, we can, well. if you can give me that script, I'll put it below the video as well. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'll make That'd sure you get the link yeah. for that. Mm -hmm. 
So I'll hit enter. And so it really kind of un unimpressive here, right? It just ran the code. And now the idea is that this generated that file. So let's go actually look at it. So over here inside of Atom, I'm gonna go ahead and click on Interfaces CSV. Ah, and my demo worked well. We can see that I do indeed have a header row with interface and then MAC address. And then I've got Gigabit Ethernet 1, and then I've got the MAC addresses as they go and they connect in on there. So it shows us that we were able to, to build that as it goes in. Pretty neat, huh? Yeah, I'm just gonna say, you know, for people who haven't seen this before, um, or haven't done this the hard way, we, when we spoke about Genie originally, we, we mentioned this. It's so much work to do just that, the old fashioned way with say NetMiko and other methods, because you have to find the strings and it's such a lot of work. I mean, this has really made it easy. It is, and to be fair to NetMiko and some of the other pieces that are there, there are the text FSM, which are a set of templates that kind of make it easier to pull information out. Um, and those work great. And they, they provide kind of a similar type of experience here. But the TextFSM, either you have to create your own templates or you leverage ones that other folks have done. And that the set of templates that are available there are growing. But I think that what you'll find is the parsers and things that Genie has just built into it um, are pretty robust for a lot of use cases. And, and at this point, they exceed what I've seen kind of in publicly available TextFSM templates. And we'll, we'll show, I, I'm looking at where we are in time. We should have a little bit of time still. Well, yeah, I'll actually pull minutes. up and we can see the list of... Um, of templates and models and things that are just built right into Genie that we can use um, right as we get going. Cool. All right, so we've got our CSV file. So now that it's there, we could kind of hand this off to our, uh, our, our bosses and say, here's the, the bits of information that are available kind of on that. Now we do have 20 minutes. So we only ran our script here against one device out of all of the devices that are there. Let's see if we can actually extend this script out to do it across all of the devices that I have in my test bed. Because remember, we only kind of targeted the one for this bit of demo. So I'm actually going to go ahead and we're going to do this as a real script. So we're going to say internet router, and I'm going to do disconnect because I want to disconnect because right now, remember, I still am connected to that device that's out there. So disconnect will do a clean kind of log out of that internet router for me. And the reason it takes a second again is it's going back in and it's turning off the term length zero. It's kind of setting, putting that device back to where it should be as it goes through. All right, so we're out of that and I'm gonna exit out of IPython. And now I'm just back at my terminal that's there. And I'm gonna go over here and we're gonna create a new file and I'm gonna call this, uh, let me get it into the right folder. And this is the file that I'll make sure that I, I, we send over to you, David. So network info folder and we're gonna call this interface report py. Alright, so interface report. So it's an empty file. We're going to start out by building our file that's there. So I'm going to give it, it's a Python script, so we're going to give it a shebang line of user bin env python. And so that's going to say this is a Python script. And then we start out again with from genie.conf import genie. So that gives us our genie capabilities. The testbed file is testbed equals genie.init testbed.yaml. And so these are the commands that I, I ran interactively. Now we're just going to put them into our script so we can see what's needed. And so that'll give me um, my testbed pieces that are there. Now what I want to do, instead of just grabbing one device, I actually want to create this so that we're going to loop over all of the devices that are out there. Okay. And so let's go ahead and I'm trying to think of the, and this is one that I haven't, I, I don't have my cheat sheet over in the side. So I'm thinking of some different ways that we'll do this, but we'll, we'll build this as we go in. And so we'll say for, we'll just get the, the looping of the devices done first. So we'll say for device in testbed.devices. And so now what it'll do is it'll run this bit for every device that's in there. And the first thing we wanna do is we wanna make sure that we connect. So we're gonna do device.connect. So that'll get me connected to the device. And then I will go ahead and say, um, trying to think of how the best way to do this. We'll go ahead and say, uh, interfaces, uh, we'll see. No, you know what I'm gonna do? It. I'm gonna create it this way. I'm gonna create, a, uh, outside of the loop, I'm gonna create like a, pla a place where we're gonna store our interface information. So I'm gonna do interface uh, details, and it's gonna be a dictionary. Yeah, we'll do it this way. And so now I'm gonna say, okay, so what I wanna do is I want to create for this specific device, so, um, naming these, you can see me thinking as I go. So device interface details. So this is gonna be a combination across all the devices. And then down here, I'm gonna say interface 
details. This is going to be for the specific device that we're currently in. I'm going to say device.parse. Now the command we parse is show interfaces. Okay, So it's going to, for every one of the devices, it's going to create that. And then what I need to do is I need to put that into um, the this this up here. I want to kind of store that detail in a place that's going to be easy to get to. And so down here we'll say, okay, we're going to say uh, device interface details. And then we are going to say, um, we'll give it the device, oops, not that way, device dot, I think, hostname. We'll give us, so I'm going to say that the key will be the, the key in the dictionary is going to be the hostname of the device. And then the value will just be interface details. All right, I think that'll work. Let's actually run this and see kind of how close we're getting. Uh, so Python, and then we're going to say, uh, what did I call it, interface? report. Oh, and I've got string object has no attribute connect. Live demo. So what did I miss on there? <laughs> Devices. It's nice to see though, Hank, because um, it is yeah. for all of us who make string mistakes, this is normal. Device. Oh, I think I know what it is. I think I need to go testbed dot devices. And then I need to give it the device name. It's the phrasing that goes in here. All right, this is why I don't uh, do a lot of live coding, but occasionally it's nice to kind of go through. I let's see if that one works. And if it does, I'll explain what the difference is. Yeah, okay. What I had to do in here is, so when I did for device in, in devices, what device represents is just a string file that is the device name. Right, so here I'm saying, okay, so now that I have that string, I can go ahead and use the testbed.devices to go ahead and connect. But I got another, oh, and I'm gonna have the same problem down here on the parse bit. And so this is where those helper valuables that we, we did before. So I'm gonna say, instead of devices, I'm gonna say interface. So testbed.devices, yeah. So this is the full reference to the device kind of off the entire testbed as it goes in. So we'll do this one more time. And we'll see if here if it starts gathering info about the interfaces. It is. So now we can see it's actually pulling like interface details from this one device where it ran the show interfaces command on it. And so now hopefully the entire script will run. Though this we've got a lot of devices out there, so I actually don't Oh, and I got another one. String host name. Ah, okay. So ah, but here's where I can actually instead of doing it that way, I can just say device. So now, remember, the device in this loop represents the name of our device. And so here, so when I'm storing this up in kind of the, the big dictionary, oh, but this, this is actually wrong. Let me fix this. Device equals, this is, whenever I have, I, I show bugs in my code on a live demo like this, I always kick myself and say, I should have done this in advance and prepped it, but. Don't worry, it's nice to see, Hank. No. All right. So here we've gone ahead and fixed this. So now we should be able to say, all right, so we're going to create a new key based on our host name. And then we're going to just going to store the interface details that are there. I think what you've done that's really important is you've done a bit of code and now you're testing it mm -hmm. and you're catching the problems, you know, finding out where, where you've made the mistakes, uh, yeah. correcting them before you go and write this long piece of code. And there's a lesson there. There, there absolutely is. It's the only way to do this kind of at scale and productively. Because if you write, if I'm at line 11 and we've already fixed like five bugs, if I, yeah. if this entire script's probably going to be a total of, I don't know, I don't know, 30 lines maybe. And if I had all 30 of them done, God knows how many bugs I would have and try to find them. So this is kind of honing in on where I'm at. All right. So I'm actually going to see if we're, oh, I did get, uh, oh, okay. You know, so it, it grab in, so show interfaces under NXOS. All right, we'll have to play with this bit. I'm actually, what I'm gonna do is just to, to make this so that it doesn't take as long, because there's like 20 devices in this test bed. I'm gonna go over to the test bed and I'm actually gonna pull it, limit it down to just a couple of devices. Um, again, mostly just for the time perspective. So we'll do the first uh, three devices or so here. So I'm just gonna delete the ones below it. And so now we've got, uh, what do I have? So I've got uh, admin vSwitch, and then I've got DMZ RTR 021, and then DMZ RTR 02. So I've got three devices, so same general idea, but now it won't take uh, nearly as long to run the pieces that are there. So run this one again. <clears throat> Yeah, 
And there's nothing like coding under pressure either, Hank. There's not. Yeah. What's nice about these two is the um, all of these these iOS devices don't have as many interfaces. Some of those larger switches have got like 100, 100 virtualized or simulated interfaces on them. So oh, they wow. take forever. All right. So no errors this time. Uh, this right. green check mark tells me there was no errors. So I didn't actually output anything. But now I should have this device interface details that gives me kind of the, the pieces that are there. Um, another bit, and I should I wish I would have done this the last time I ran it, um, is if you run a Python script like this and you give it the dash i flag, and I'm going to run it again, this after it's done running the script, it actually leaves you in the Python interpreter so that you can kind of see what's there. And so this is the way that I can will rerun this, and then I'll be able to verify that this device interface details actually has in it what I want it to have in it before we go ahead and start creating the um, the CSV part of it. That's a nice tip, though. Hmm. Yeah, I use it all the time when I'm, I'm building scripts because this is how I do it. I write a little bit, make sure it does what I wanted, and then go from there. All right. So here, I'm, I'm inside Python, these three brackets. I'm not in IPython, I'm just kind of in Python. But now if I do device interface details, I should, oh, good. So there's a lot of da uh, data, so that tells me that at least I put something in there. But what I should have is it should be a dictionary that I can go into each of the devices that I'm, I'm going through. Um, they were admin v switch is the first one. So I'll copy that. There we go. So this went ahead, and if I, and rather than just do it that way, if I do a print, I can't. I thought I could do that. This is why I like IPython. The keystrokes are a little bit nicer. So print. I think this will actually print it out a little bit cleaner than just one big string like that. Uh, oh. No, it doesn't. It still just does it like this. But inside of here, we can see that we do indeed have. Um, details about the interfaces. So here that we've got gigabit ethernet zero is listed. And so I should be able to go off of here and then do gigabit ethernet uh, zero. Uh, nope, it's probably one. Nope, it's not one either. What am I missing? Uh, admin vswitch.keys. Oh, because no, no. oh, it's it's a switch. I thought it was a CSR. This is actually a it's a, a layer two iOS switch, which is why the numbers are different. That's what. So I need to give it zero zero. There we go. So this shows me the information about Gigabit Ethernet zero zero. So I've got the details, the data, the, the way that I wanted it. Now our, our next piece is now I want to create that the report that's there. So I'm going to exit out of Python, and we're going to create the next bit of information, which is going to be our our CSV pieces. And so we would import CSV. Now, I put it here because that's where I need it, but typically you would actually put all your imports up at the top. So I'm going to go ahead and put it up here where we actually want it. And so we'll put in, and I'm going to practice a bit of copy and paste here. So I'm going to go ahead and grab these bits. So the next thing we do is write, what is our interface file? So we're going to create a file. We're going to use that same one, interfaces.csv, and then we'll use the same fields just to kind of keep things uh, consistent with what we had before. And so now um, it's the same bit, so with with open interface file, we want to open it as right. Now, if I open it, uh, remember the last video, if I did this as an A, it would add detail to the bottom of it. I don't want to do that. I actually want to recreate the file each time I run it because things might have changed. And so as F and then writer equals CSV dict writer F and then report fields. So this is what every same thing we saw before. And then I'm going to write my, oops, writer.write header. So that'll put the header that's in there. So that preps the file. But now what I want to do is write the interfaces. But I want to do this for each one of the devices that I have that's there. And so I'm going to say for, um, it's going to be device and then interfaces uh, in device interface details. So what this should give us is the device will be the name of the device, and then interfaces will be the dictionary of interfaces that are there. Right? So this will let me loop over. And so now that I have that, now I can actually do the same basic type of um, the same loop that we did before. Because now what I want to do is for interface in interfaces. So I've got kind of a loop inside of a loop in this case. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does, yeah. Now, just like we did before, I'm going to do dot items because I need both the interface name as well as the details. And so this is actually the exact same uh, loop construct that we did before. 
um, but now we've got it kind of underneath another loop because we're going to be doing this for each one of the devices that are there. And then we're going to go ahead and do, and I'm going to uh, cheat a little bit and copy and paste. Bring this over here. Um, I will make this easier to read. So right row, let me just format this like we did before so it's easier to read. So what we've got is we're gonna write a row and then we're gonna write the row. The interface name will be the interface here. And then the Mac address is gonna come out of that details piece that's there. So same basic things, the, the extra bit of information is now we're actually gonna run this for every device that we've gathered. I'm gonna save that. All right, so let's see how it goes. Uh, I'm gonna give it, I feel pretty good about this because a lot of this is code we already wrote. I'm gonna give this maybe like an 80% chance that it runs successfully this first time. We'll, how much, we'll sir? See how it goes. 80%, 80% chance. I feel pretty good. All right, so interface report. So first thing, again, it's all this state that was ran the first time is lost, so it's gonna reconnect to the devices. It's gonna relearn all that part, reparse the show interfaces command, gather all that information. So we're still watching it do that. I kind of like um, watching these go through because you kind of see what's going on. You get that feedback of, of what yeah. actually is running yeah, in the background. True. Ah, too many values to unpack, expected to. So something down here didn't like. So for device in device interface details. So it was here, expected to. What did we get? Device interface. Oh, I think I know what it is. I missed the dot items up there. Device interface details is all of them. Dot keys are the devices. And then dot uh, items, that's what I missed. So if you can see it over here, where I'm at is here. This should have been dot items so that I got both the device and the interfaces. Without the dot items, all that was pulled back was just the, the device bit that were there. So I think that'll fix it. So if, let me see if uh, I'm gonna do a little bit of testing here just to make sure it runs before we do the whole thing again. So I'm gonna grab that command and say for device. And then I'm gonna say, uh, we got an indent. So for interface details and interfaces items. And then I'm going to, I'm not going to write the CSV because I'm not in the right spot in the code, but I'm just going to print out um, just a test bit. We're going to say print out the device and then we're going to say the interface name and then we'll do the MAC address, I guess. And so I'm just using um, string formatting here. So I'm gonna say format. And so inside those placeholders, I'm gonna say device, and then interface, and then uh, details, Mac address. Let's just see if we can get the detail, the information that I'm trying to get to successfully inside of this loop. All right, I th think that's right. I did, all right. Okay, so the, the loop format looks good. So now we can see we can print out the uh, device, the interface, and then the MAC address. So all the info we're trying to get to, that does look like it's correct. So I'll exit out of Python. I think I did this, but we'll save the fix and we'll run it once more. All right, I'm sticking with 80%. Right? I wasn't 100% before because mistakes always happen, but we'll stick at 80%. I'm feeling pretty good. I think this will be good. It's really nice to see you code a bit live, Hank, because it's, uh, I think the encouragement for everyone is if you don't get it right, it's normal. It is. I, I never, nothing is ever right the first time. If you, uh, on my videos, if you see me do them and they look right, it's because I've, I've practiced for hours before to get the code exactly where it needs to be. Yeah. All right. So we didn't get any errors, right? Um, and so the assumption here is we actually wrote our CSV file. So if I come back over here, let's actually see what the, uh, what the details are, so CSV, ha! Oh, uh, you know, it worked, but what's interesting here is you'll notice is I don't have the device in the CSV file because when we, I, we built it the first time, we didn't include the device column that was there. And so even though the script worked, it didn't generate exactly what was after. And so let's do one more fix to see if we can kind of complete this. And so we'll add a new field. We're gonna add a field called device, all right? So I've added it to the report fields. And then down here in the row, we need to add device and then device. Oops. So on that, so what did we do? We added a new uh, field 
And then down here, when we write the row, we have to actually add that into the new row that goes through. I've made that change pretty quick. Does that make sense, David? Yeah, I'm glad you did that because previously we were talking about how do you add an extra column and you've just done mm -hmm. that. Yep, so let's run it hopefully one last time and see what we end up with. Yeah, no pressure, Hank. We've got three minutes, <sighs> two minutes. I know, I was watching the clock. I was like, oh man, I told you we'd be done in time. <laughs> Nothing like coding under pressure. No doubt. This this video may be one of those ones where we don't actually edit anything out and people can see this like it's yeah, almost exactly. like a live video. We I didn't like stream it. it live, but you can see it exactly as it unfolded. All right, so no errors again. Let's see. Whew, there we go. There Look you at go. That. Wow. Just Device, in time. interface, and they're all there. So now Two I'm minutes. open this up. In, well done. Here, and we're in good shape. And so now we can see, as we, we mentioned, the actual script to, to create this is fairly short. Right to connect yeah. the devices up here, we've connected to the device. So 13 lines of code to connect to the devices and gather all the interface information. And then down here, another, what is it? Uh, 16 lines of code. And a lot of that's just wrapping here for, for simplicity to, um, to write that out to a CSV file. Super simple um, at kind of combining together some of these topics that we've had that are out there. Right. Not bad and well we kept done. it on time. I was actually going to say, I mean, let, let me push this to the audience. Would you like to have Hank live? So oh, would you like to uh, get him live and like pitch questions to him? We won't expect you to code, Hank, but we might have to ask you questions. So, I mean, I'm putting you on the spot, Hank. You up for it? Yeah, no, we, we, we do these videos. If we want to line one of these up and, and let folks know, we can come up with a way to have, uh, have folks feed us the questions as they go in, set it up as a, a WebEx webinar or something like that. Sure. That'd be great. So everyone, thanks so much for watching, Hank. As always, really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and you know doing this under pressure, and like coding live here was great. Thanks so much. Absolutely, and I'll make sure that we get the uh, the the link for this code into the notes so folks can actually take a look at it as it goes. Brilliant. Thanks, Hank. All the best, man. Thanks. Talk to you next time, David. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Be sure to visit David's YouTube channel at David Bumble, where you can subscribe and watch all of his videos. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Catch you next time on the David Bumble Networking Podcast. All the best. Take care.